0: Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important
1: issues. Dr. Martin Luther King founded the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Is it more effective than the NAACP? Today we interview Henry Allen and Nathaniel Granger.
0: Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps.
1: God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmitt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we normally like to report the news, discern the spirits, and pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have a live, in-studio interview with two of my dear friends here in Colorado Springs. I'm going to introduce to you Deacon Henry Allen, who is president of the Pikes Peak Southern Christian Leadership Conference, our local chapter here, and also psychologist, Dr. Nathaniel Granger. Welcome both to the program.
2: Thank you. Thank Thank you you for having us.
1: Thank you. So, I'm so honored to know you. Henry, I've known you for over five years. Uh, You're a pillar in this community. Uh, and Nathaniel, I've met you recently, you're a very educated man, you're a, a psychologist. Uh, we're going to talk today about the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King, because he, uh, back in the day, and, and we're, we're, we just passed the 50th anniversary of his assassination. Yes, we have. Uh, and I know that because my 50th birthday is coming up. So it, it was just about the time that I was born. But you were a young man at the time in the South, and you are familiar with his story, but especially his legacy, because he founded this group, this organization called the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, and now you are the chapter president here in Colorado. Talk about this.
2: Well, we saw a reason, a group of us, African-Americans and white and Hispanic, saw a reason for a civil rights organization here in the Colorado Springs area. We were affiliated with, with another civil rights organization at one time, but it did not fit where we as a group thought that the community needed to go. So we, uh, we as a group, we as an organization petitioned the national organization uh, of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, which is located in Atlanta, Georgia. We petitioned them and they gave us a petition or approved their petition to start a, a chapter here. So we are up under the concept and the philosophy of Dr. Martin Luther King, peace, love and religion. And we, as we looked at our community and looked across the nation and we were concerned about the amount of what we perceived to be hatred among men and women, and so we, we uh, wanted to curtail that in our community and, 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 and move toward <coughs> working where our community could maybe be the beacon for the rest of the country to look at that we all have to live in this great country under God and, uh, and his love. And Dr. King would have really pushed to have that in this common day.
1: So, Dr. King founded the Southern Christian Leadership Conference in 1957. Yes. It's over 60 years old now. Yes, it is. Uh, And you, as a chapter president, are are one of perhaps 100 different chapters across America, most of them east of the Mississippi. Yes. But yours is the fastest growing chapter west of the Mississippi. It is. Why is it growing here in Colorado?
2: Because we're out there preaching Dr. King's word. We're out there talking about involving, involving ourselves in our community, being responsible for our community, teaching our young people that civil rights, civil rights is still a matter in our country, but the way you do that is that you have conversation, you have dialogue, you have compromise, and you do it in love and peace, and you do it under the Christian spirit. Uh,
1: Dr. Granger, what is the message of Dr. King as, it, as you, uh, with this organization, promote that message here today?
3: Well, uh, Dr. King's uh, uh, message, at least the, the basis of his message, was, was, was peace, as, as Deacon Allen said. Um, um, he was a stickler for peace and, and, and nonviolent uh, protest. Uh, one of the things that uh, uh, Dr. King spoke to when he uh, uh, spoke to the American Psychological Association was being creatively maladjusted. And, and and what that means, in essence, is that we can never allow ourselves to become adjusted to racism and discrimination, uh, bigotry, and objectif- object- objectification of women. Um, and, and we have to do it in such a way that is creative. If we just jump out there and, 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 and violently come against everything we are against, uh, then certainly that's not going to... Uh, 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 render any positive benefits. So we have to be creatively mal- maladjusted. I think right now we are in a time now that um, our, our system is, is so maladjusted that we have to be m- creatively maladjusted to the maladjusted. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's uh, 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 like a double entendre there. I appreciate <laughs> yes. that. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to ask Dr. Henry Allen about the history of growing up in the South.
0: This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back.
1: Do you ever wonder how to discern your own thoughts from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit, or angels, or invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps, and you've seen us talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. In fact, I wrote my PhD dissertation, How to See the Holy Spirit, Angels and Demons. But now, We have an exciting 17 part video Bible study on a four disc DVD set that you can get for your small group or your church. If you just visit PrayInJesusName.org and offer a suggested donation of $99. Or call us toll free at 866-ObeyGod. Get this 17 part video series and for a limited time only, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit PrayInJesusName.org, get this important Bible study series for you and your church, or call us at 866 God. You know, people ask me, chaps, we're watching on this network, we've already set our DVR to record your shows, but our friends don't have this network or maybe they can't watch at this time. Did you know we are on demand on 10 different platforms? You can tell your friends to find this show, PIJN News, on their roku box or their amazon firebox just look under the religion or news categories or maybe you have a smartphone or your friends or grandchildren can find us on android tv google tv smart tv or itunes of course we're always on the internet look for us on youtube or facebook or twitter or better yet subscribe to our daily email alerts at prayinjesusname.org It's important that you share all of these available platforms with your friends so we can mobilize all of the body of Christ to pray the news and change the world. Would you join us? Visit PrayInJesusName.org to learn more.
0: Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by my dear friend Deacon Henry Allen, who is chapter president here in Colorado Springs of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Uh, Henry, you grew up in Arkansas, and you were 13 years old when Dr. King was assassinated. That's correct. And uh, I don't know if, if, if your family met him, but you have some very specific memories of growing up in the South as a young black man.
2: Yeah, in, in my little small town in Arkansas, uh, before I moved to the city, I lived I lived out in what we call the cotton fields. Uh, there was a large, large amount of African American family there was on the uh, land to chop cotton and to harvest the land, and I lived out there for for years. I I still have pictures of where my mother was when I was a baby. My mother used to drag me through the cotton fields uh, on the back of a cotton on the back of a cotton sack. Course, you wouldn't know anything about that cotton sack. It's a long, uh, but because we didn't have babysitters back in those times, uh, mom had to take me to the fields. My youngest brother, uh, my oldest brother, who was about three years older than me. Uh, They got pictures of us walking around in the cotton field, but Mama carried me, but uh, you you wouldn't know it today that I grew up chopping cotton, picking cotton, uh, living in a small city where the whites lived on one side of the track, blacks lived on the other side of the track, and neither the two should ever meet. That there there were places that you would go downtown, that it was a certain time of day that you knew that you had to be back in your neighborhood, but other than the concept of dr king 's life and, and, and living that that 's one of the reasons why i I'm, I'm with this organization Gordon, because I, God has blessed me to be brought up in that type of, in that type of life, working
1: in the field from sun up to sundown uh, I mean to me that doesn 't sound like a blessing that sounds like a a lot of hard work for your family, for your mother who must have sacrificed to love you. Uh, you were telling me uh, to go to the city you you, you had three families in the back of a truck just to get to your groceries, and the city only had 8,000 people in it.
2: Yeah, Exactly, but that is a blessing, Gordon, because look what I am today now. I, I can look back and see how God has blessed my life. You know, I can look back and see, I don't call that a hardship, because anything that God brings to you in life is not a hardship. God puts things in your life and, and make, and have you live a certain kind of life to bring you beyond to. To when you talk to his people, once he has blessed, blessed you, when you talk to his people, you can tell him that it is possible to be anything in the greatest country in the world. Who could imagine that this young man from the cotton field, the that chopped cotton, now runs an organization, has spent 24 years in the United States Army, has spent four years as a law enforcement officer, and now controls or runs a civil rights organization, that his duty and responsibility is to help people and tell them life can be better. What better, what, better, what better person wow. to pull that story and talk about the goodness of God, yes. the graces of God, yes. the mercy of God, than who has been through that.
1: Well, you have lived the life. Now, talk about when you were growing up, what did your family talk about? What was your first awareness of Dr. King and his message, and uh, what do you remember from the early days?
2: We shall overcome, okay? When you went to my church on Sundays and we talked about the civil rights movement, I, I, I really, uh, Gordon, can't believe at that time that I thought I was poor. I didn't realize I was poor until God blessed me and put me in a three-story house in a big car. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow!
2: That's what I, I, I just took it as, as a way of life. But we shall overcome every day. And my parents pushed education. They pushed responsibility. And be a victor, not a victim. I was never told to be a victim, even though we, even though there were times where my oldest brother and I, uh, when we consumed the meal, we didn't eat too much because we wanted to ensure that our siblings had enough to eat. We never were the victim. You continue to work hard, you continue to say your prayers. See, back in those days, when you, when, when you bed down for the night. Everybody said they prayed. Back where my daddy said, you better not go to bed without getting on your knees at night. You're, you're laughing about this, Dr. Nathaniel, but, but it sounds like you grew up in a similar home. Absolutely, absolutely. Prayer prayer,
3: prayer was central in our home. I, when we didn't have anything else, we had prayer Amen. and we had faith. Amen. And, Amen. and we just had to believe that God didn't bring us this far, far right. to leave us. That's right. Amen. And so uh, even, though, even though my family didn't go to church all the time, we had that... That uh, that belief system that that Jesus somehow, some way will make a way. Yeah. And yes, we were poor, but we weren't miserable. We weren't sad because we were surrounded by love, and yeah. we knew we were loved. Amen. Amen. And
1: forgive me. There's um, there's a lot of talk today about the incarceration rate among people of African American descent. Um, but but we also joked a little bit before this before the show you guys never got in a lick of trouble because you had strong mothers who would have disciplined you if you colored outside the line, so to speak.
3: Well, absolutely. My my mother my mother whipped us you know and, and she did and i i can say that nationally and if she was here she would say yes i did yes i did. <laughs> and so and so she believed in in, 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 in in discipline and and my mother was a was was an orphan she was uh, uh, later in fa- foster care and and she was a teenage mom and um but she was very serious that she did not want us to become a statistic. And, and as a result, um, uh, my brothers and I um, are, are, are three of a handful of people that made it out of the inner city uh, uh, Chicago block that I lived on uh, su- su- uh, successfully.
1: And you earned your doctorate in psychology and you write journal articles and you lead these national conferences now for your psychological organization. Um, You are the model. How much of that do you attribute, first of all, to your mother, but secondly, to your faith in Jesus Christ?
3: Oh, chaps, I, um, um, to God be the glory. Amen. To God be the glory. Um, I'm a a high school dropout, and and it wasn't because of ignorance, it was because of, uh, poverty and just the place I was living in inner city Chicago. Uh, uh, How did you pull yourself out? my i had a dad i had a, a dad who loved me as well and my dad would read to me uh, as a little boy uh, the, the 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 story of the little engine that could and and between that story resonating uh in my mind all the time i think i can i think i can and 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 the love of god being instilled in me um i always felt that i was a conqueror it wasn't until i received christ that i came that i came to know that i was more than a conqueror and so uh and Hmm. and so with that mindset um it's 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 a win-win
1: situation I, i can't lose amen Maybe. I like that. I'm going to take another short break. Uh, when we come back, Dr. Henry Allen and Dr. Nathaniel Granger sorry, I promoted you to doctor there. That's okay. Deacon Henry yeah, Allen <laughs> they will uh, bring this idea home about how you can get involved.
0: Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN news.
1: Did you know religious freedom is under fire in our military today? Our troops do not have protection. For example, Military chapels are now being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies on bases in all 50 states. Our troops are now also faced punishment if they dare to object to sharing common sleeping quarters or common shower facilities, or if chaplains dare to quote the Bible during private counseling that declares that homosexuality is a sin. Nobody in our military should be forced to violate their Christian conscience, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign a petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Let's defend religious freedom for our troops. Take action
0: today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign today's petition right now.
1: Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. I'm Dr. Chaps and you've seen us talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. In fact, I wrote my PhD dissertation How to See the Holy Spirit, Angels and Demons. But now, we have an exciting 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that you can get for your small group or your church if you just visit PrayInJesusName.org and offer a suggested donation of $99. Or call us toll-free at 866-ObeyGod. Get this 17-part video series, and for a limited time only, we'll throw in the book for free. Visit PrayInJesusName.org, get this important Bible study series for you and your church, or call us at 866 God.
0: Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps.
1: Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, uh, joined again by Henry Allen and Nathaniel Granger. Uh, Henry, you recruited me.
0: Yes,
2: I have.
1: Uh, I, I don't Acting even want to say, uh, I'm, I'm not only a dues paying <laughs> member That's of you. the so- uh, Southern Christian Leadership Conference, you got me to be a dues paying member of the NAACP. Yes I did. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, I am all about civil rights, you are. Uh, uh, Matt Barber and I, our, our attorney, have founded the uh, Christian Civil Rights Watch to defend the civil rights of Christian people who Amen. are now under Amen. attack. Um, as a, as a civil rights leader, you know, you've been doing this a lot longer than I have. What is the idea of civil rights? Sometimes people are claiming things, well, I have a right to engage in immorality, or how is that different than I have a right um, you know, to not be discriminated against?
2: Civil rights is, is, is a law written in the country, and, and this organization, when it, when it takes a complaint, we take all complaints, Gordon. We take all complaints and look at them, but we look at the basis of are you actually being discriminated because of your race? Are you actually being discriminated because of uh, of your employment of housing? Uh, we don't just take a case and jump in the mood and say just because we're a civil rights organization that everything is a violation of your civil rights. We look. We look at. The, we look at the nature of the complaint. We have. A, we have an attorney that looks at it and gives us to concept and. We believe in everyone being treated equally, everyone had equally housing, everyone having equal, equal opportunity for the jobs, uh, but there are some things that we, we don't feel like that fits into what we call the civil rights uh, agenda. And we, uh, we, we stay within the confines of the law, and I'll say this on national TV, i I'll allow our attorneys to look at it, we have a discussion about it, and, and we, we move forward when we think there is justification for that.
1: So this concept of civil rights now has been applied, uh, forgive me, and you Mm -hmm. don't have to comment on this, Mm -hmm. just my observation. Mm -hmm. In the LGBT movement, they feel like they have a civil right to make a Christian baker like Jack Phillips in Denver participate in their wedding ceremony. And now now civil rights has extended to the place where they think they have a right to force other people to participate in uh, what they endorse. That is to me, so far beyond what Dr. King was advocating for. When he talked about civil rights, uh, he was advocating for, uh, you you tell me, how how was his message a little bit more conservative?
2: Dr. King's message that day was that all African-Americans, now, and and, and we we believe in all people, but all African-Americans at that time, Gordon, didn't have the opportunity to even sit at a lunch counter. And they didn't have the opportunity when they got on a bus they had to sit at the back of a bus.
1: Rosa now, Parks you, refused to do that.
2: Exactly. When, <laughs> when we talked about uh, just the concept of living in a neighborhood, you know, where you had basic water, you know, I, I, real quick back to me, when I grew up, even when I moved into what we call the city, uh, my, my toilet was on the back porch. So <laughs> when, if I wanted to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I had to go out on the back porch. Not even the outhouse. Not even the outhouse. Mm-hmm. Okay? Couldn't afford an outhouse. Couldn't afford an outhouse? it. Was on, it was on the back porch. So uh, Dr. King's triple rights at that time was to bring this country under the concept that all people are created equal, all people should be. So real quick and not to move beyond the national agenda is that I think everyone should have the right with, uh, within their own concept of doing, challenging what they believe. But, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the particular case, uh, because the national organization hadn't spoke on that, or I I, I won't I, I won't comment on
1: that. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Dr. Granger, there has been uh, this movement within the field of psychology, as you talked about, uh, being maladjusted. Mm. Or yes. In, in other words, refusing to adjust to other people's bigotry, to other mm. people's racism, uh, and and the creative methods that we now as as a, a movement and I include myself in this, against such racism. What are some creative things that ordinary people can do when they encounter this?
3: Uh,
1: Chaps, ordinary people
3: can, can, can uh, first of all, uh, <coughs> uh, call it out. Uh, there's a term called microaggressions. And microaggressions are these subtle put downs that are, that are common and daily uh, 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 use that that sends denigrating me- that sends denigrating messages to 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 people of color and, and disenfranchised groups, and 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 one of the things we can do to ameliorate that is to uh, to speak up and to speak out when something is offensive. Um, I think sometimes we become afraid or we 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 uh, microaggressions have become so common we think it 's just a way of being or a way of life, but it 's not if it 's wrong it 's wrong and 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 I have the existential freedom to 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 say it 's wrong or that offends me, and so I think it 's very important uh, for starters to um, as Martin Luther King said, when he ad- addressed the American Psycho- Psychological Association in 1967, uh, that behavioral science- scientists need to call it like it is.
1: Call it like it is? Yes. So, there's a, there's a fine line there, right? There, for me, if, if somebody insults me, I don't want to be easily offended, but at the same time, I don't want to let it pass. So what's uh, and maybe you've got some, some stories yourself, you served 24 years in the Army, you must have seen some examples of, uh, you know, racial, let's say, uh, disreconciliation, but how do you, and, and did you ever have to confront that to bring reconciliation?
2: The Army taught me a lot. When I, when I left, I, I had to go uh, with, my, with my family. Uh, I went to the Army because that was a way of help supporting uh, my family back at home. But going into the Army made me realize, or the Army helped me realize, that as long as I worked hard and did and follow the rules and regulations of the United States Army, I could, I could go where I wanted to and do what I wanted to do. Now, outside the confines of the Army compound, you couldn't, but on the Army compound, you could. And you were promoted. Yeah, I was promoted to the grade of first sergeant. I retired from the grade of first sergeant. But uh, Chap, I say this, love. Yeah. Love. We have forgotten how to love our fellow human being. We have let politics, we have allowed politics to put into the word of love. We as Christians, how can we as Christians have malice against our fellow man? How can we as Christians live on a hierarchy of a nice house and nice car, the money in the bank, while our fellow man, while our fellow man suffer in the streets, not only in this city, but across this nation. How can, you know, someone said to me one day, why are you always giving those homeless people money? But God, but God, God has given me money in my pocket that I can do that. Yes, I don't care what he does with it. God don't tell me to do that because I want to see something proactive from this individual. But God, okay, just like when you know, I give because I've been blessed to give. And if we're Christians and we believe in our faith and we believe in our fellow man, extend that hand of love, no matter where we are. I
1: I sense the anointing of God upon you, Deacon Allen. You were a man of prayer. I was just with you at your prayer breakfast on Friday. Would you lead our audience in a word of prayer?
2: Heavenly Father, look at it this morning. This nation, just nation. Our president, our congressman, our senate, our our political leaders, our community leaders, Father, just open up our heart and let them know that you have given us the greatest country in the world. This is what you have blessed us with. And and to move beyond his word, to move beyond your word, has no depth but failure. Father, if we lose you, there's nothing that can be accomplished. You have elevated all of us to be something within your name. Father, across this country, those that are listening within hearing, just continue to bless them, bless their family. Open up their heart and mind and open up their spirit to let all know that they can't do anything without you. Without Christ in our life, we are doomed. Heavenly Father, just continue to bless, bless chapter here and this group of folks that continue to get the word out to this nation. We must continue to get the word of God out to those that are seeking. Father, we just cannot leave them on by. Father, you have given us the opportunity to do this. This we ask in your holy and your blessed name. Amen. Amen,
1: amen and amen. amen. Our guest has been Deacon Henry Allen, president of the Pikes Peak chapter of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. His website, Pikes Peak sclc.org. Also, Dr. Nathaniel Granger, noted psychologist, and uh, this man has a future. I'm telling you, he's. Uh, you watch how these two men grow together. Amen. I'm Dr. Chaps, and our website is prayinjesusname.org. Again, that's prayinjesusname.org. If you need prayer today, call us at 866 Obey God. We'll see you next time. Today I wanna invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today.